All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you very much. Folks, if you're seeing this, these are not visuals. We, we didn't get upgraded to another studio. We're at the beautiful outdoors. This is real. This ocean behind me is real. Let me make sure you guys get a better look at this beauty. All right, folks. Without further ado, let's talk about what's important. Let's talk about what we really need to talk about. The Jake Paul and Ben Askren fight. So first of all, I can't believe this is as big as it was. Seriously, like when I first heard it, I was like, dude, like this sucks. I'm totally not gonna check this thing out. But then it turns out a lot of people were invested and your boy got invested. So if you watched the fight, if you didn't watch the fight, this is all you gotta know. Basically, man, right before the fight begins, I look over to my sister and I'm like, hey, Jake Paul, he's got the reach advantage, he's got the height advantage, he's got the strength advantage, he's got the speed advantage. Like this is gonna end in the first and second round. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And basically what happened was Jake's throwing a couple of jabs. Now, to his credit, he went to the head and he went to the body, which is good. Because normally people just completely sleep on the body. He went to the top, went to the body, did his thing. And I believe it was, man, only like a minute and like 30 seconds in, pop, hits him with a good one, two, poor Ben goes down. Now it was a good shot. It was a good shot. He went down. Now. If you've seen Ben's thing, okay, wait, Ben. Who is Ben Askren? Olympic level wrestler, 19 and two in MMA. If I'm not mistaken, he didn't get knocked out for like 10 years. The first ever knockout of his was the Jorge Masvidal thing. It's like, dude, that knee would have knocked out anybody. I don't care who you are, right? So you got this guy who's so amazing. Everybody was talking, well, Ben's got the mindset. He's got the, the Olympic mindset. It's like, dude, I don't care if you're LeBron James. If I pick you up and put you in ice hockey, it's a different sport, man. Especially when you're older, you know, it's like putting Michael Jordan in, in, I don't know, man, in something, I was about to say golf, but I know he golfed, but putting him in a totally different sport, be like, well, he's got the mindset, it's like, yeah, damn straight, he's got the mindset, but he doesn't have the body anymore, he's not him in his prime anymore, right, so when you got a 36-year-old against a young, early, you know, 20-something-year-old, it's just, the athleticism's not there, so what ends up happening is, right, Jake Paul drops Ben, Ben gets back up to his feet at about a count of eight, and he looks good. He looks good, he's a freaking warrior, his arms come up, he's starting to walk forward, the ref distances him, he's like, Ben, are you good? Ben nods his head, he's like, okay, walk over to me. He starts walking, now, uh, Josh Thompson said this, he, he kind of walks kind of funny. So when he said walk forward, the ref, to, in his eyes, and I quote, he said he was stumbling forward. So Ben literally walks forward and he calls it. One minute and 45 seconds in. It's the first round. Here's the thing, right? If Big John McCarthy, had he been the referee, he would have let it, like, kept on going. Because you gotta have a background on both the fighters. You gotta understand that everyone's watching the pay-per-view for this fight, right? That's what all the hype was. Now, a lot of people complain that they had Justin Bieber concerts and Doja Cat and all this other stuff. I'm in your boat, right? I watch fighting to watch fighting. I don't wanna see concerts and any of that other stuff. My sister was with me. She was watching it, and actually, right, when they have those Justin Bieber concerts and, and all that other shenanigans, that's who they're catering to, right? They're, they're pandering to these other people, the more general, the casuals, right? That's why they have the D'Amelio girls handing them the belt. Like, what the hell was up with that, by the way? Well, why do we have them in the ring? No disrespect to them at all, but, like, for, that could have been Travis Scott in there. I like Travis Scott, but I wouldn't want him in there. But why do you have someone who has no affiliation with boxing whatsoever in a boxing ring? You do not need to have him in there. Zero. But, I mean, dude, what the hell was up with Snoop Dogg on commentary and Pete Davidson on commentary? Like, so I get that some people like that stuff. Like, Daniel, you dare, like, talk bad about Snoop? Like, okay, for sure, like, comedic purposes. But you're listening to that and you're going like, dude, what the hell, man? Like, talk about the actual fight. There's a, one quote of Snoop's where uh, there was a fight between Mike Tyson and, um, and uh, Sugar Ray. And, and as they're going at it, 
I think Snoop Dogg says something like, this reminds me of my uncles, you know, fighting in the in our backyard during barbecues or something like that. I know it was it was clunky, but it's like, yo, you're just comparing these two amazing boxers to your two uncles fighting in your backyard barbecue, man. Like, what the hell, man? And I'm pretty sure Pete Davidson doesn't even know how boxing works. Like, if I was sitting beside Pete, I'd be like, yo, Ben should head kick him to win this one. He'd be like, word, he should. Like, he doesn't even know. Again, I like Pete Davidson. Why the hell is he on commentary? I do not understand. I, it's like if you could have brought Dave Chappelle on commentary. What the hell is going on, man? I, you need to have someone on commentary who knows what the hell they're watching, in my opinion. But anyways, I know that was an amazing review. Guys, they're really, I don't even know what to say. Uh, people didn't go into it with huge expectations, or I didn't. And in an early knockout, it's like dope. Jake Paul keeps his fire going. Ben Askren made an amazing amount of money. Now he's going to go cry with his wife and children and his podcast and teaching wrestling and being just a goddamn superstar. It's like, all right, well... And that's that. That's, that's really all there is. Did you watch the fight? What did you think? And um, I didn't watch the whole pay-per-view. And thank God I didn't because I heard... Man, at one point they had a slap contest, apparently, on the pay-per-view. And Ric Flair is in the back. Like, I, I got no idea whose idea this was to put this together. Triller, I don't know what's happening, man. I, but anyways, regardless, it was what it was. You know, Ben Askren, bless your soul, Jake Paul. Good for you, young man. And that's my take on that. All right, now... Onto a lighter issue, onto a more fun issue. Folks, I don't believe in, okay, wait, that's gonna sound really bad. I was just about to say, I don't believe in equality. Okay, you know what, I'll say, I'll say, I don't believe in equality. Now, you're going, wait a minute, Daniel, what are you talking about? Equality? You don't think people should be treated as equals? It depends, so check this out. So, in our world, right, we got two things, and this is really important to understand whenever someone's talking about equality all across the realm. You're going to hear this with respect to academia, uh, the workforce, right? And basically, in any position, any job, there's two kinds of, of equalities that you want to know. One is known as equal opportunity, and one is known as equality of outcome. Now, I'm all for equal opportunity. I'm not at all for equal outcome. What's the difference? I'll give you a, an example, right? If we're going to start a race, right, me and you are sprinting, equal opportunity says that we both start at the same line, right? We both start at the same line, and so when we take off, nobody has a head start, right? I don't have a chain attached to my leg, right? Nobody is discriminated against in the workplace based on their sex, their ethnicity, their religion, right? None of that stuff. They're, they're you know, if they're heterosexual, homosexual, it does not matter. You're not discriminated based on that stuff. That's what equal opportunity means. Hey man, everybody's got a fair shot to healthcare, to education, right? To, to making money. Everybody has the same playing field. There are no advantages and there are no disadvantages, right? Equality of outcome says, hey man, so now you started that race. We got to make sure we all finish at the same time. So if someone's running ahead, we'll hold you back until everybody catches up and we finish at the same time. Equality of outcome says, hey man, in a job, we want to make sure we have 50% men and 50% women. In mathematics, in, in universities, we want to have 50% boys and 50% girls. You know, in a cabinet, like let's say Justin Trudeau's cabinet, his, his people, he wants to have 50% women, 50% men. That's equality of outcome. We want to make sure that the results are equal. Here's where I'm against that. Folks, I believe in life you got to be discriminatory, right? It, 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 you have to. And one of the examples I've given in my early episodes was in the dating pool, right? You want to be discriminatory. Right? You're not just going to want to date anybody who comes up and says, hey, let's go out. Right? You, but, but you do this stuff unconsciously. So you might think to yourself, wow, I'm more attracted to a girl who wears glasses. You know? or she might say, wow, I'm really attracted to a guy who's over six feet. Right? You're discriminating and that's totally okay. Because at one point, we have to have preferences. 
right? Everybody has their, yeah, I like them, you know, a little darker. You know, I like the guy to have a six pack. We have different things that we look for, right? So that's fair. Now, with respect to work or let's say academia or something, if I were to tell you, hey man, if we talk about engineering, if we talk about mathematics, if we talk about the sciences like chemistry and biology, they are largely male dominated. Let's say, I'm just making this number up, 98% of the people in those classes are men, are men. Is that a bad thing? A person who believes in equality of outcome would say, yes, that's terrible, oh my God. Because societally, we're pushing men to go towards engineering and mathematics and chemistry and biology, and we're telling girls that they shouldn't. And we should try to do what we can to promote girls to go there. Now, here's my problem with that personally. I do not care about your sex. I do not care if you're a man, if you're a woman, if you identify as a goddamn platypus. I do not care. I do not care who you sleep with. I do not care about the color of your skin or your religion. It does not matter. I simply care about your interests and about competence. So if I go up to a girl and I say, hey, Emily, have you looked into engineering? And she goes, yeah, I'm not really interested. I'm not going to force you and go, that's just because societally people told you that you shouldn't go into engineering. But I'm telling you, Emily, you can do whatever you want to do. It's like, you can do whatever you want to do. But I don't want to force you into some place. I don't, I don't want to force you to go after something that you don't want to go after for the sake of we got to have 50% men and 50%. What if, she, what if she doesn't want to? Equal opportunity says, hey, if you want to go into engineering or, or become a physicist or do whatever you want to do, you should not be held back. And I think the variety, the majority of people would agree with that statement. That's equal opportunity. Hey, Emily, if you want to go into engineering or mathematics or chemistry, nobody should hold you back because of your sex or gender. Nobody. Right? But we're not going to lift, we're not going to lift you up on a pedestal either. Right? It's a level playing field for everybody. Right? There's, forget white privilege. Everybody, everybody's at a level playing field. But equality of outcomes is no, you've got to go in there because we've got to make sure the results are, are equal. My thing is like, yo, listen, I don't care if it's 98% men and 2% women in, in a chemistry classroom. I don't care if it's 98% women and 2% men in a chemistry classroom. It doesn't matter. I care about, hey, you should do what you find interesting and you should not be held back because of one of those reasons that I mentioned earlier that you cannot control, right? That's my whole thing. Nobody should hold you back. But let's not force people to go like, oh, you know what? You don't, you don't want to be a doctor. You don't be like, well, there's something wrong. We got to push you in that, in that row. Why? Right? Like, like it'd be idiotic if someone's like, Daniel, the majority of nurses are women. That's alarming. You know, we got to get more men to be nurses. Why? Are they being held back? Yo, hey, bro, you want to be a nurse? Nope. All right, cool. Why do I have to force you to do something that you don't want to do? Right? A lot of people don't know the distinction between equality of outcome and um, equality of opportunity. Right? And that's important. That's important to know. You know, another situation that you might get into is you might say, well, okay, so if we're looking at a workplace, right, it's important to consider a few things. Now, when people want to discriminate, the only thing that you should be discriminating on is competence. That is the only thing that you should be discriminating on. If I have a job position, right, again, going back to my earlier argument, I don't care if I have 100% white men or if I have 100% black Muslim women, it does not matter. Your sex should not play a role in my hiring. The only thing that should play a role in my hiring is competence, right? So if I'm racist and if I'm trying to meet, like let's say, let's say I say, hey man, I don't, I don't hire blacks. I only hire, let's say I only hire white girls, right? That's what we do. So the problem is now that's discriminatory. Now you're being prejudiced. 
towards other people. But the problem is when you have a quota and you say, well, I got to get 50% men and 50% women. Now what you've done is you're discriminating people based on this criteria that you have, right? Who gives a damn if it's 50% women and 50% men? Judge on competence, not on sexuality, right? You don't care if they're black, if they're white, if they're lesbian, if they're Muslim, if they're Christian, that doesn't matter. Their competence is what matters. Are you better at this job than the fellow to your right? It's not about, I got to make sure I get four Muslims and I get four Asians. Man, why? Why, why, are, we, why are we just throwing people out based on, on those, those matters? They, they don't matter, right? You have a certain religion. It doesn't make you a better lawyer or it doesn't make you a better doctor. Why not just have a, an even playing field? And that's the argument for equal opportunity, right? It's a level playing field, right? Let's throw white privilege out the window. Let's throw, you know, trying to put minorities on the pedestal. Hey, man, everybody gets a fair go at bat. Right? But the moment you start pushing this equality of outcome perspective, it's like, okay, we got to make sure that there's a certain amount of people in each job, regardless of their level of skill. And, and just, this is my own opinion, doesn't it sound kind of foolish that I didn't hire you, but I hired Brett because, oh, well, we need, you know, an extra homosexual who's, you know, X or whatever. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Shouldn't I hire you based on your competence, on, on your skill level, on your knowledge, on your experience, right? Rather than giving preference to someone because they're a minority or because they're Middle Eastern. That's weird. Like, for example, if I was applying for a job and, and me and this other guy are applying and he's got more experience, he's got more knowledge, he's got more skills, but he says, Daniel, you got the job. And I go, well, sir, why? Well, you know, you have a Middle Eastern background and, and we kind of have a, we got to get more Middle Easterns in here. But then he tells us, yeah, man, he had more experience, he had more knowledge, he was more skills, he was more qualified, but we gave it to you because you're Middle Eastern. It's like, it's like, all right, okay. Really, man? Not, not, because, not because of like who I actually am, you know, or what I can do or what I'm capable of, right? And it's like, oh, it, I don't know. Now, what my high school teacher had said a couple years ago, he was like, well, Daniel, back in the day, because, and, and there still are places, of course, which discriminate and there are prejudice against people of a certain right? You name it. They're going to push certain people on a pedestal as opposed to other people. And what happened is because now there's an imbalance and there's more, let's say, like white men who are Christians at the top. Now they're trying to flip that around. So now they are, they are, I don't want to say discriminating, but yeah, they're kind of discriminating against those like same white Christian men. And they're putting other people on a pedestal, other minorities. Do you know how many scholarships I've seen where they're like, oh, you know, the scholarship, blah, blah, blah it's like a thousand dollars. Is this much money? But it's only available to someone who's indigenous or only available to a black woman who is, you know, you name it, right? It's like, oh man, well, it's like, there, there's so many opportunities that now you're cut off of from things that you can't control. But again, their argument as well, we, we, want to, we want to change the balance, right? There's a power imbalance, right? Where we did this for white men a long time ago and we're still doing it arguably in some places. So now if we switch it around, now we're giving the minorities a boost. Now we're putting them on the pedestal. Whereas my thing is like, man, why are we giving anybody a boost based on their sex, based on their ethnicity, based on their religion? You know, why can't we just look at you for the skills that you offer? You know, why can't we just look at you for your competence and, and for, for what you do, right? Or just judge you based on experience, right? Doesn't that make more sense? Doesn't that make sense for you, for your company, for your associates, for your colleagues? That's one thing that I don't like, man. Like you see that on, on posters and you see that in, in movies. Sometimes they try to like push diversity. Like, and the joke is like, man, like this poster is like a gender studies class, right? Because it, it's so evident. There's like a Muslim girl in the front. And there's an Asian girl here. There's a guy there with painted nails. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you see something forced down your throat and you're like, okay, I see what you're doing here. 
I see what you're doing. And again, there's a balance, right? There's a balance in, hey, I want to make sure that everybody's represented. And hey, I'm going to shove this sort of image in your face. There's a line, right? And it's, I think, listen, equality is a good thing, right? And I know I started off this talk saying, like, oh, I don't believe in equality. But, but it really depends on equal how. And equality isn't always great. Sometimes, my friend, sometimes equity is what matters. You know, I was talking to my sister about this. I was like, there, there's some profs who work at my university. One's making 90,000, one's making 190,000. There's a hundred thousand dollar difference, right? And mind you, that's before taxes. It's like, they shouldn't be equal. So, well, why not? Well, you got to look at what have they done, right? If one, I'm guessing, right? One has more experience. One has maybe studied something differently or specialized in something or just certain fields like even in psychology there's certain fields that you go into that make more money than others you know for example clinical psychologist makes a sort of money an industrial organizationalist makes some sort of money a psychiatrist makes different money than a school counselor it's just what it is i don't want the school counselor coming out and saying well the psychiatrist makes this much money so i should be getting that much money too that's equality of outcome i'm preaching equality of opportunity was like, no man you had the chance to study whatever you wanted Right now, this becomes hard, right? Because money's an issue, intuition's an issue, and time's an issue. But hypothetically, if we're in the same class, we got the same amount of money, right? We got access to the same things. You chose to study one thing, he chose to study another, and we should not make the same amount because we study different things. We have different amount of experience. We have different skills. We have different knowledge, and we differ on the agreeableness trait. You are a much more agreeable person. When your soon-to-be boss proposed a number, you accepted it immediately. Whereas I denied. I negotiated and I, and I got to push up that beginning salary a little bit higher. So there's so many factors that come into play. I, I don't know if I've said this before, but in 2015, Ronda Rousey made more money with the UFC than anybody had at that point. She was the biggest star in the UFC in 2000. Nobody touched Ronda Rousey. Not a man or woman on the roster touched Ronda Rousey. The way she was selling out pay-per-views, selling out merchandise, performance of the night, submission of the night, knockout, you name it. This girl had it. She was a huge name. She was a freaking huge name, right? And equal of equality of outcome, the argument is, well, all women should make the same amount of money because they're all fighting. It's like, well, do you have the same record? Are you selling the same merchandise? Are you selling out arenas? Are you undefeated? Are you the, you know, so these, all these things come into play. That's again, this is the same argument that you hear from the women's, I believe the, the um, women's soccer team in America, right? They came out and they're talking about like money. We, we need to make more money, right? We should be paying, we should be paid as much as the men are, right? Again, that's an equality of outcome argument. I play soccer slash football. You play soccer slash football. We should make the same amount of money. On the surface, that makes total sense. But but when it's such a simplistic way to look at it, look at it though, because once you move in, you're like, oh well, they sold out that many stadiums. You sold out this many stadiums. They did this for a TV deal. You did that for a TV deal. You got this many sponsors. They got that many sponsors. It's not as simple as just well, you play soccer, they play soccer. Okay, I guess you make the same or individual players. Why does Cristiano Ronaldo make so much more than so many of the other people? Look at his record. Look at his history, right? And equal opportunities like, hey man, I don't care if you're black, white, gay, whatever. You're, you're going to give chances. You're going to be given chances to play football, to play soccer around the world, wherever you are, right? But after that, you know, people make different amounts of money, man. They, they, you know, and, and good, in my opinion, they should. 
because it's different. It's different for the individual. And again, I get where this argument comes from. It comes from this place of wanting to be good and wanting people to succeed and to do well for themselves. But, but when, when you push equality of outcome, man, sometimes it, it, it doesn't end well. It doesn't end well. Actually, a lot of times it doesn't end well because you end up holding people back from doing certain things. And it's tough. It's really tough because equality of outcome, you would argue, it's also kind of big in like the socialist world, right? It's, it's kind of the, the opposite of this kind of capitalistic structure where you have like the 1% at the very top, right? And again, if you go to the people at the bottom who aren't doing too well and you go, well, wouldn't you want everybody to have a bit of money? instead of the 1% has all the money and everybody else fights for the scraps. Again, on paper, it's like 100%, that makes sense. But then when you actually break it down, it's like, it depends. It depends on what you do. It depends on how valuable you are. It depends on what you offer to society, you know? And these are so unbelievably important when you, when you wanna talk about just equality. Do you believe in equality? So next time someone asks you that, like just think, like critically think, please, Rebuttal and say, say, what do you mean by equality? What does that mean? Do I believe that men and women are equal? So a transgender person, so let's say a man could turn into a female and then they could go box other women and just knock their brains around? No, no, if that's it, then no, I don't believe in it. Are you talking about that regardless of your sex, you should be treated with respect and dignity and, and given rights and and be able to afford healthcare and education, of course, of course. And that you shouldn't be discriminated on or said, well, you can't become a CEO because you're a woman or you can't become a cook because you're a man. Like, that. of course, right? Of course, then I do believe in equality, yeah. So when people say, should men and women make the same? It's like, like, what the hell does that mean, right? It's like men and men shouldn't even make the same. You know, women and women shouldn't make the same. But, when, but then you might say, well, Daniel, what if there's a man or a woman, they're doing the exact same job, you know, they've studied the exact same amount of time. Should they be paid the same? And, and again, it, it's still tricky, right? Because there's a lot of factors that get involved with like pay, like, like the gender wage gap. And obviously it's experience. And a lot of it is like job title, what that job title is. That also means a certain amount of salary. But also, you know, just your negotiation of it, right? How agreeable are you? We know that there's a personality model, and I've talked about this before, Ocean, and, and you can go Google, this is actually pretty interesting. There's actually some uh, pretty sick YouTube videos out there about Ocean. Um, openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, neuroticism, and people who are higher on the agreeableness scale are less likely to be CEOs or owners of something. Because one of the biggest predictors of becoming a CEO or an owner or a businessman is being a little lower in that agreeableness scale. Is being able to say no, being able to say no, I'm gonna do it my way. Right, kind of being able to take charge. And it, and it also leads to making more money. Because if you're not too agreeable, you're gonna fight for yourself harder. You just no, I will not accept that salary. This is what I'm gonna to come to work for. As opposed to someone who goes, yeah, like no, I'll definitely agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't want it to be too much of a burden for you. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great number. That's how you have the same people, maybe you study for the same amount of time, doing the same job, but on negotiation day, one person's making more than the other. Is that fair? It's tough, it's tough, right? It, there are many different factors to, to consider, like I said. But it's, it's definitely, my friends, not as simple as like, do you believe like men and women should be paid the same? Like, again, there's, there's so many things that are left out, right? Job position, experience, specialization, right? job title, what, what you're gonna do specifically.
there's there's a lot. There's an absolute boatload of things, and it's extremely important to consider all those before just yeah, of course, yeah, men and women should be equal. Like, what the hell does that even mean? Men and women should be equal, right? So just really think about that before you say something like that. Like, really think about how you want to say what you want to say. Because it's important, man. It's important because a lot of times the word equality just gets thrown out like that and people don't actually know what you mean by it. You know, they kind of just take your word and they go, yeah, well, of course, of course I want people to be equal. Right? So the moment I make a video and I go, I I don't really want people to be equal. It's very easy to be like, well, F you, dude. You know? So it is what it is. All right, folks. I want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. My friends, recently I saw a video. I saw two guys. If you, if you haven't checked them out, I'm a big fan of them. They're called Abba and Preach. And they're these two YouTubers. They're super dope. And they make videos, I believe, daily. And they review content. And basically, they're reviewing to this girl who had gotten a negative comment. But she said, guys, but her portrayal was like, guys, look at this hater. Look at this troll on my video. Now, this hater and troll that she was referring to was actually just someone who left a con- like a piece of constructive criticism. And, and that's what I want to talk to you about. Folks, if somebody leaves an opinion that is different than yours, or they are criticizing something that you did, that does not make them a hater. Literally, the girl, oh my God, I just, I, I oh man, I thought some bad things, ladies and gentlemen. I thought some bad and ungentlemanly things. Gentlemanly? Ungentlemanly. Is that a thing? I don't know if it's a thing, but I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. And this girl was like, oh my God, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm literally shaking this comment. And I just, I don't feel good. I can't believe someone would say something like this. And I'm like, oh my God, like what is, someone just really went to town on her. And she's reading the comment and it's just the most, just, it, it's the most non-insulting, uh, straight to the point. And it sounds like a pretty honest review. The, the dude said something along the lines of like, wow, um, I felt like this, uh, video that you uploaded was really underwhelming. I felt like you could do a lot better. I was expecting a lot more than this. Hopefully in the future, it'll be um, greater than this because this is not what I subscribe to. Like something along those lines. And she's like, oh, I-, I can't believe it, guys. Oh, I have a hater. What the are you talking about? A hater. I'll show you a goddamn hater, right? Listen, just because someone doesn't like what you're putting out, that doesn't make them a hater, right? Somebody can give you constructive criticism. I, like, I... I can't fathom this idea where people will put out posts on their Instagram or on YouTube or wherever and then they get surprised when they get negative feedback. Like what did you think was going to happen? You're putting yourself out there for the world to comment and judge on you or what you're doing or your skill or your knowledge. I'm not promoting, you know, fat shaming someone or talking bad about someone or talking down to someone. But you got to understand when you put yourself on that pedestal, anybody from all over the world can comment and they can say whatever the hell they want. I'm not saying they should, but I'm saying they can. They, they can literally just type it out. So to have this kind of delusional mindset of, oh, well, everyone's going to be friendly and everyone's going to say nice things. And, and, you know, I know for a fact that no one's going to dislike the video or no one's going to dislike my photo or the podcast or my piece of art or my song. Like, that is so delusional and so far away from the truth. I just shake my head. I'm going, how did you last this long? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Folks, you got to be able to take some constructive criticism, be it at work, be it at school, be it from a friend, be it from a lover, whoever. Criticism is a part of life. If you don't get criticized, there's something wrong. Like, like something is off, dude. Something is not there. And it's like, well, I, I, I just, I don't want to get criticized. It's like, okay, well, don't live. Go, go bury a hole, 
and jump in there and just pile on that dirt on you because you have chosen death. I know that sounded harsh, but that's like someone saying, well, I don't want to suffer. It's like, well, you might as well just end it now because that's exactly what life is. Daniel, I don't want the sun to rise. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to get criticism. Oh my God. I don't want to get criticism. You goof, you absolute goof. When I do presentations or something at work, I'd always ask, hey, what'd you think? And they say, yeah, this is awesome, this is awesome. And I say, well, what can I work on? And they'd say, maybe every once in a while, they'd be like, oh, nothing. And I'd be like, damn, dude, there's nothing I can work on? Some people would look at that and go, wow, that's amazing, I'm perfect. Man, I'd get upset. I'd be like, really? I can't get any better? This is as good as I'm going to get? Damn, dude. But when you get criticism, it's like, oh, this is something that I can work on. This is something that I can become better at. I've said this before. I don't believe in negative feedback, man. I believe in positive feedback and potential feedback. Because positive feedback is going, hey, Daniel, you know, you did a phenomenal presentation, man. You didn't miss a beat. You kept us entertained the whole time. Potential feedback is like, oh, and hey, Daniel, if you slow down just a tad bit, you can add that much more suspense to what you're saying. It's like negative feedback is not a bad thing. Oh, you did this poorly. It's like, that's not, I hate negative feedback because like they don't want to receive it. Like, oh, I don't want to get it. But no, 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 it's, it's the opposite. You do want to get it. That's why I don't like negative feedback. I don't say potential feedback because it's a good thing. You pointing out why my essay sucks and how it can be improved is a good thing. You pointing out why, you know, every time I throw my hook, I leave my other arm way below my chin is a good thing. That's why I don't like that word negative feedback because we were like, oh, it's negative, so it's a bad thing. No, no, no. It, it's potential. It's saying, hey, man, you killed this. And if you were to do this, you're going to take yourself to another level. So that's why I think positive and potential feedback are extremely, extremely important. All right, everybody, this has been another episode of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening and have an absolutely stellar day. Take care.